Hello and welcome, distinguished listeners, to your weekly episode of Business Boost, your must-listen podcast for mastering the world of business, powered by Shape Concierge, the ultimate partner for luxury concierge services, bespoke experiences, and unrivaled business consultancy. I'm your host, Porter Penrose. Accompanying me on this journey are our esteemed co-hosts, Miranda Milieu and Charlotte Knight. Each week will bring you the most compelling business stories, tapping into the pulse of global markets and offering unique insights that spark action, drive results, and empower you to stay ahead of the curve. In today's episode, we'll delve into an array of captivating topics, including the space industry, electric vehicles, China's quarter one numbers, technology including Apple, AI, and the state of social media, Fox News, the UK's CBI, and the luxury industry. But first, let's explore Shape Concierge's Business Boost Consultancy Service, an indispensable tool that helps your business conquer new heights. Our data-driven approach, cost-effective solutions, and trailblazing strategies empower you to outpace the competition. With our support, you'll amplify your brand's visibility, credibility, and professional network, all while enjoying a lucrative return on investment in the luxury space. Our first topic for discussion today is space, with a focus on the recent SpaceX Starship explosion and the increasing competition in the space industry. SpaceX's Starship system, consisting of the Starship spacecraft and super-heavy rocket, is a fully reusable transportation system designed for crew and cargo missions to Earth orbit, the Moon, Mars and beyond. It is the most powerful launch vehicle ever developed, capable of carrying up to 150 metric tonnes reusable and 250 metric tonnes expendable. Starship serves as the second stage and offers integrated payload capabilities, while Super Heavy functions as the first stage or booster. The system is powered by Raptor engines, with Starship using six engines and Super Heavy using 33. Starship's capabilities include carrying up to 100 people on long duration, interplanetary flights, satellite delivery, moon-based development and point-to-point -point transport on Earth. Its large payload compartment enables transportation of multiple satellites, large space telescopes, and significant cargo loads. This means that the variable cost of putting satellites into space will decrease by many factors of magnitude and will totally revolutionise those businesses considering using the space environment. Both the sea and air transportation industry will be significantly disrupted with long-distance transportation via Starship, potentially a faster option, than shipping via container ship or flying long haul from, say, New York to Hong Kong. Let's examine the recent SpaceX Starship rocket explosion during its maiden voyage. Despite the failure, experts consider the launch a partial success. It's fascinating to see how public perception of success has evolved, as SpaceX effectively utilises storytelling to make failures part of the process. This showcases the power of narratives in creating an engaging and relatable image. SpaceX's Starlink project has attracted public attention with plans to offer the best global internet connectivity at a lower expense. SpaceX's near-monopoly puts pressure on competitors. It's essential to consider multiple perspectives. For instance, the explosion of SpaceX's Starship rocket has environmental consequences, with a large dust cloud and debris covering Port Isabel, Texas. Although the dust was confirmed to be sand and soil, the long-term environmental and health impacts remain uncertain. Another perspective to consider is that SpaceX's success has triggered a global race in the space industry, 
with companies worldwide striving to catch up and innovate. Beijing-based Galaxy Space is a prime example, aiming to provide internet satellite service for China's hypersonic flight program, demonstrating the power of triggers in fostering innovation. However, with innovation comes potential risks. The leaked U.S. intelligence report highlights China's development of cyber weapons to seize control of enemy satellites. This capability surpasses anything Russia has deployed, showcasing the broader implications of the space race for global security. As the space industry continues to evolve, we can predict that competition will intensify, potentially leading to further advancements in technology and innovative solutions to complex problems. However, this progress may also exacerbate geopolitical tensions and create ethical challenges. It's crucial to approach these developments with a balance of enthusiasm and caution. By critically analyzing the strengths and weaknesses of emerging technologies and policies, we can better understand the potential risks and opportunities they present. The rapid development of the space industry and the increasing competition have both positive and negative consequences. By considering multiple perspectives, thinking creatively, and critically evaluating complex ideas, we can strive to ensure a more responsible and sustainable future for space exploration and its associated industries. Next, let's delve into the fascinating world of electric vehicles, examining the industry's nuances, challenges and opportunities, while considering various perspectives and future trends. A critical aspect to consider is the ongoing struggle for Western electric vehicle manufacturers to establish a local supply chain for batteries. Given China's domination of the global market, with over 75% of the world's battery production capacity, the West's process of deglobalization involves protective legislation, subsidies and research, but a complete shift towards self-reliance will take time and strategic investments. The rise of Chinese carmaker BYD as the world's largest electric vehicle producer, surpassing Tesla, is an exemplary case. BYD's emphasis on innovation, attractive designs and control over its battery supply chain have contributed to its success. It showcases how a vertical integration strategy can reduce costs and increase stability, providing valuable insights for other electric vehicle manufacturers. On the other hand, established automakers are also joining the electric vehicle race. Jaguar Land Rover, for instance, plans to invest £15 billion over five years to introduce a range of electric vehicles, including an electric Range Rover, in 2023. This trend reflects a growing awareness of sustainability among traditional automakers, seeking to compete with electric vehicle-focused companies like Tesla and Polestar. The high cost of electric vehicles remains a barrier to mass adoption. Autotrader has warned that the UK government may miss its electric vehicle uptake targets and suggests the need for tax incentives and affordable options to boost consumer interest. Policymakers should consider offering more financial incentives, expanding charging infrastructure and promoting the development of affordable electric vehicle models. Simultaneously, governments are competing to attract investments in battery production. Volkswagen's decision to build its first North American battery plant in Canada, backed by $1 billion Canadian in funding, exemplifies the role of strategic partnerships and government support in securing investments. This move highlights the growing importance of localized battery production to reduce dependency on external suppliers and mitigate geopolitical risks. The electric vehicle industry is also driving innovation in vehicle design. The Polestar 4, for example, features a roof-mounted rear camera instead of a rear window, 
maximizing interior space and improving aerodynamics. These innovations showcase the potential for electric vehicles to break free from traditional automotive design conventions and set new trends in the market. As the electric vehicle industry expands, the demand for clean energy metals like copper, nickel and lithium grows. The surge in mining deals worth over $65 billion in 2023 highlights the need for securing sustainable and ethical sourcing of these essential materials. Industry stakeholders must collaborate to develop new extraction technologies, recycling methods and alternatives to mitigate potential resource scarcity and environmental impacts. The electric vehicle industry is witnessing rapid growth and innovation, driven by multiple stakeholders with varying interests. As the sector continues to develop, addressing challenges such as supply chain dependency, affordability and sustainable sourcing is crucial for a responsible and sustainable future. Now let's talk about China's quarter one GDP data and the various opportunities and challenges that lie ahead for different sectors of the economy, including retail, property and tourism. Let's begin with China's retail sector rebound. Retail sales grew by 10.6% in March, driven by pent-up demand and the easing of COVID-19 restrictions. While this is a positive sign, it's crucial to consider whether this is merely a temporary surge or a long-term trend. Factors such as ongoing supply chain disruptions, the potential for future lockdowns and shifting consumer preferences could impact retail growth. There is an export boom, with a 14.8% year-on-year expansion in March. However, there are concerns about a potential slowdown, declining global demand, geopolitical tensions and increasing competition from other manufacturing hubs could all contribute to a weaker export outlook. To mitigate these risks, China may need to diversify its export products, explore new markets and invest in advanced manufacturing technologies. The property sector continues to struggle due to liquidity issues and a series of defaults. To stabilise the market, the Chinese government could consider a combination of measures, such as targeted financial support to property developers, implementing more flexible monetary policies, and promoting affordable housing initiatives. However, it's crucial to balance these measures with efforts to prevent further speculation and excessive debt accumulation. China is also suffering from stubbornly high youth unemployment rate of 19.6%, and tackling youth unemployment is a multifaceted challenge. The government could invest in education and vocational training programmes to improve young people's skills and employability. Additionally, incentivising entrepreneurship and promoting the growth of industries with high job creation potential, such as technology and green energy, could also help generate more job opportunities for the youth. There are new guidelines to promote the private sector. These guidelines could potentially boost China's economic recovery by fostering innovation and competitiveness among private firms. However, it's essential to ensure that these guidelines are effectively implemented and that private firms are given equal opportunities to compete with state-owned enterprises. Encouraging public-private partnerships and enhancing the regulatory environment could help level the playing field. There is increased spending by Chinese retailers on European luxury and premium fashion brands. China's appetite for luxury goods has recovered remarkably, and this trend is likely to continue soon, driven by the growing middle and upper middle classes. However, luxury brands should not take this growth for granted. They must adapt to the changing preferences of Chinese consumers, invest in digital channels, and focus on sustainability and social responsibility to maintain their appeal. 
The global luxury market could benefit from this demand, but it's essential for brands to stay agile and responsive to shifts in consumer behavior. In Hong Kong, the decision to reduce funding for the tourism sector, while allocating significant funds to the loss-making Ocean Park, has raised concerns. The reduction in funding for the tourism sector may further exacerbate the industry's struggles in the short term, potentially leading to more layoffs and business closures. The long-term consequences could include reduced competitiveness of Hong Kong's tourism industry and a loss of market share to other regional destinations. To mitigate these effects, it's important for the authorities to invest in new tourism initiatives, enhance marketing efforts, and support businesses in adapting to the changing landscape. Let's now discuss Apple's expansion in China and India, the company's push into financial services, and the challenges it faces in maintaining its supply chain amidst geopolitical tensions and the ongoing semiconductor slowdown. Apple recently opened its second retail store in Shenzhen, China, demonstrating its commitment to the Chinese market, despite rising tensions between Beijing and Washington. The Greater China region contributed 20% to Apple's global net sales in the last quarter of 2022. At the same time, Apple has entered the Indian market with its first retail store in Mumbai. This move signals the company's intention to compete with Samsung in India's growing luxury smartphone market. Apple currently holds just under 5% of India's smartphone market, but its share in the premium segment has been rapidly increasing. As Apple expands its presence in both China and India, the company must navigate geopolitical tensions and potential supply chain disruptions. It's important for Apple to maintain a diversified presence in different markets. While China has been crucial to its supply chain and sales, expanding into India offers new opportunities for growth and potentially reduces reliance on a single market. However, this strategy comes with its own challenges, as Apple must adapt to the unique characteristics of each market and maintain a delicate balance in its global operations. Apple's entry into financial services, with products like Apple Pay Later and a high-yield savings account, has raised concerns for traditional banks. The tech giant's vast resources, market cap, and history of disruptive innovation make it a formidable competitor in the financial sector. Apple's strategy in finance and payments seems to involve laying the groundwork for taking a larger share of the market, potentially rendering some existing banking partners or networks unnecessary in the future. This could significantly disrupt the financial services industry. Banks must recognize the need to innovate and embrace digital transformation to remain competitive. They should invest in technologies that improve user experiences and streamline processes, while also focusing on building strong customer relationships and trust. Partnerships with fintech companies and startups could be another approach to drive innovation and keep up with rapidly changing market dynamics. Apple's deep involvement in the Chinese manufacturing sector has allowed it to outmaneuver competitors and become the world's most valuable company. However, this success also comes with risks, as Apple is heavily dependent on a single country. Additionally, the semiconductor industry's slowdown could further impact Apple's supply chain. Apple's reliance on China has not only boosted China's tech manufacturing capabilities, but also diminished Western electronic manufacturing. Today, China accounts for 70% of all smartphone manufacturing. This makes it difficult for Apple to diversify its supply chain away from China, as the country offers not just labor, but a highly evolved ecosystem of processes that Apple and its Chinese partners have mastered over the years. 
With the ongoing semiconductor slowdown, the UK government is planning to invest heavily in its domestic semiconductor industry to reduce reliance on imports and diversify supply chains. Miranda, what do you think are the chances of success for this strategy? The UK's strategy has potential, as it's home to leading chip design companies like Arm and Imagination Technologies, as well as several companies developing compound semiconductors. By focusing on value-added areas like research and design, compound semiconductors, and advanced packaging, the UK can capitalize on its existing strengths and expertise. However, it's important to recognize that building a competitive semiconductor industry takes time, significant investments, and a coordinated effort between the government and private sector. The UK must also collaborate with international partners to ensure a diversified and resilient supply chain. The global chip shortage and geopolitical tensions have highlighted the need for a more robust and diversified semiconductor industry. Countries like the UK, US and EU member states are now investing in their domestic semiconductor sectors to reduce reliance on a few key players and regions. It's clear that Apple faces complex challenges as it continues to expand its presence in international markets, enters the financial services sector and navigates the ongoing semiconductor slowdown. The company's ability to adapt to these challenges will be critical to its future success. It's essential for Apple to maintain a diversified presence in different markets, while also investing in new technologies and supply chain strategies that reduce risks and foster resilience. Now let's discuss Snap's AI chatbot and augmented reality services, Alphabet's merger of DeepMind and Google Brain, and the opportunities and challenges in the AI and software as a service sectors. Charlotte. Snap is the developer behind the American multimedia instant messaging app, Snapchat. Snap's introduction of the AI-powered chatbot, MyAI, built on OpenAI's ChatGPT, is an interesting move to compete with rivals like Meta and TikTok, the chatbot will engage in human-like discussions while providing visual content for all 750 million monthly active users. Snap is also expanding its AR enterprise services, like its mirror device for sizing and fitting recommendations. By leveraging AI and AR technologies, Snap is trying to differentiate themselves from competitors and create new revenue streams. If executed well, these initiatives could help Snap regain market share and compete more effectively against Meta and TikTok. However, they'll need to address safety concerns and ensure their technology meets user expectations. Alphabet are merging their DeepMind and Google Brain AI research units, consolidating their London and Silicon Valley-based teams. This restructuring aims to focus Alphabet's advanced research more directly on AI models applicable to Google's internet business, such as using generative AI in advertising. The merger could create a powerhouse in AI research and development, allowing Alphabet to catch up with Microsoft and OpenAI. By streamlining their resources and expertise, they may be able to develop more cutting-edge technologies and find novel applications for AI in their products and services. However, there's always the risk of potential conflicts and challenges when merging teams with different cultures and approaches. There are also opportunities and challenges in the AI and software as a service sectors. With dozens of potential new unicorns emerging, Investors need to be selective, and enthusiasm among developers is high. However, there are concerns about self-regulation and the potential consequences of not regulating AI properly. 
The future of AI and software as a service is undoubtedly promising, but it's essential to strike a balance between innovation and regulation. As we've seen in other industries, self-regulation can lead to negative consequences. It's crucial to develop ethical guidelines and regulations to ensure AI technologies are developed and deployed responsibly without stifling innovation. As social media becomes increasingly corporatized, users are seeking more authentic, personal connections through smaller, community-oriented platforms. This shift is prompting large companies like Twitter and Meta to explore new business avenues such as subscription models and metaverse initiatives, with users gravitating towards platforms like Mastodon, Nextdoor and Truth Social. Charlotte, how do you see this trend impacting the future of social media? The emergence of smaller, community-focused platforms signals a desire for genuine connections and tailored experiences. Major platforms will need to adapt by offering users more control over their feeds and facilitating connections with like-minded individuals. We might see more mergers or acquisitions as big players integrate these smaller platforms into their ecosystems. Meanwhile, BuzzFeed News has closed and Rival Insider has laid off 10% of its staff, reflecting the struggles of digital news startups. The decline of ad-supported digital news outlets suggests a need for alternative revenue models. We may see more news outlets adopting paywalls, offering premium content, or catering to niche interests to remain profitable. These companies must focus on building strong relationships with readers and providing valuable, high-quality content that sets them apart from competitors. Meta is cutting over 10% of its UK workforce, while TikTok faces potential US restrictions due to Chinese ownership and data privacy concerns. For Meta, the job cuts signify a focus on cost-cutting and efficiency, potentially impacting innovation and competitiveness. TikTok's uncertainty in the US could hinder growth and lead to the emergence of new competitors in the short video market. Both companies must address privacy concerns and demonstrate their commitment to user safety and data protection to maintain user trust. In comparison, YouTube, despite its flaws, offers a vast collection of content and serves as a creative outlet for countless people. YouTube's strength lies in its diverse content and accessibility. To maintain its position, the platform should focus on improving content discovery, nurturing creators, and addressing issues like demonetization and controversial content more effectively. Additionally, partnerships with broadcasters and institutions to preserve and provide access to historical and educational content can further solidify YouTube's role as a valuable cultural resource. Talking about broadcasters, let's now delve into the implications of Fox News' recent settlement with Dominion Voting Systems for $787.5 million in a defamation suit. Charlotte. The settlement is a victory for truth and serves as a warning against partisan journalism turning into propaganda. While Fox News did not issue a public apology or retraction, the financial consequences are significant. This case sets a strong precedent for media accountability demonstrating that spreading false claims comes at a high cost. The large payout sends a clear message to other media outlets to exercise caution when reporting on controversial topics. Additionally, it highlights the importance of educating consumers about misinformation and seeking reputable sources. However, one could argue that the financial implications might not be enough to deter other media organisations from pursuing sensationalist journalism especially if the potential profits outweigh the costs. With Fox News facing a $2.7 billion claim from Smartmatic and potential investor lawsuits, 
What does this mean for Rupert Murdoch and his media empire? Miranda, how might this settlement influence future trends in journalism? This is Murdoch's largest setback since the News of the World phone hacking scandal in 2011. It raises questions about Murdoch's decision-making and his commitment to journalistic integrity. Although Fox News can afford the settlement, the network's future may be weakened by potential future payouts, and Murdoch's approach to journalism will be under scrutiny. This could prompt a shift in the industry toward more responsible reporting practices and a possible resurgence of the fairness doctrine, which required broadcasters to present opposing views. Dominion CEO John Poulos says the settlement is just one step toward accountability, with six more defamation cases pending against other parties. The Fox News settlement sets a strong precedent, and Dominion may achieve further success in holding other parties accountable for spreading false claims about the company. This sends a clear message that spreading misinformation comes with significant consequences, and it could potentially deter future false reporting. As a result, we might see an increased emphasis on fact-checking and transparency, along with a decline in the use of anonymous sources. Lastly, the settlement has demonstrated that the actual malice standard still functions effectively in the legal system. Porter, how might this impact the future of journalism and free speech protections? Are there any potential drawbacks or challenges that could arise? The actual malice standard remains crucial for protecting free speech while allowing for liability in cases of intentional lies. This case shows that the standard works, allowing meritorious cases to proceed while maintaining robust free speech protections. It reinforces the importance of responsible journalism and emphasizes the need for clear delineation between fact and opinion. However, some critics argue that the current standard could still be exploited, leading to frivolous lawsuits or an infringement on free speech. The challenge lies in finding the right balance between accountability and freedom of expression. Let's now delve into the recent crisis faced by the Confederation of British Industry, CBI, due to multiple allegations of sexual misconduct and its implications on lobbying and business engagement in the UK. Charlotte. The CBI's reputation has suffered a massive blow, and prominent companies like Aviva, BMW, John Lewis and Virgin Media O2 have severed ties with the organisation. The fallout has prompted discussions about what might replace the CBI, as well as the future of lobbying and business engagement in the UK. As companies seek alternatives, WPI Strategy is launching Biz UK, a one-year business engagement operation. While they insist they're not trying to replace the CBI, the timing is interesting, as several major companies have left the CBI's membership roster. The crisis highlights the importance of ethical behaviour and transparency in business organisations. Alternative groups like Biz UK may fill the void left by the CBI, but they need to ensure that they operate with integrity and maintain a strong commitment to ethical practices. The crisis could lead to increased scrutiny and regulation of lobbying practices, pushing organisations to be more transparent and accountable in their actions. Shifting to the fashion industry, we see EU regulators raiding Gucci's Italian offices as part of their increasing scrutiny of the industry for possible anti-competitive practices. Increased scrutiny could force fashion companies to reassess their business practices and ensure fair competition. Those found guilty of antitrust violations could face significant fines, prompting businesses to become more transparent and cautious in their dealings. This could ultimately benefit consumers and smaller companies by creating a more level playing field. 
Thank you, Charlotte. Tiffany & Company's flagship store reopening in Manhattan after a nearly four-year renovation under LVMH's ownership represents LVMH's desire to rejuvenate the historic Tiffany brand. The renovated store, called The Landmark, is expected to attract a broader range of consumers and enhance Tiffany's appeal. However, the challenge lies in maintaining the brand's identity while incorporating LVMH's influence. This development might signal a trend of luxury brands investing in unique, experiential spaces to attract customers and differentiate themselves in a competitive market. There are challenges faced by smaller luxury brands like Salvatore Ferragamo in the current market. With giants like LVMH dominating the industry, smaller luxury brands need to innovate and adapt to the changing market dynamics to remain competitive. For Ferragamo, this involves revitalizing its brand, hiring a new creative designer, and increasing marketing efforts. Smaller brands can focus on niche markets, offering unique products and experiences that cater to specific consumer segments. They must stay agile and responsive to consumer preferences, leveraging their size to quickly adapt and carve out their own space in the luxury market. Wow, what an enlightening discussion we've had today. Diving into an array of captivating topics, including the space industry, electric vehicles, China's quarter one numbers, technology, including Apple AI, and the state of social media, Fox News, the UK's CBI, and the luxury industry. A massive thank you to both Charlotte and Miranda for sharing their valuable insights on these critical business topics. No doubt our listeners have gained a deeper understanding of the current business environment and its potential impact on their own ventures. As we bring this episode of the Business Boost podcast to a close, we want to ignite a conversation with you, our valued listeners. How have these stories influenced your business or career? What innovative strategies have you adopted to stay ahead in this rapidly changing market? We're genuinely curious to learn from your experiences. Your insights could be the catalyst for other listeners, and we might even feature your stories in future episodes. And of course, our spotlight today is on Shape Concierge's Business Boost Consultancy Service, the key to unlocking your business's potential in the luxury space. By leveraging our data-driven approach and cost-effective solutions, you'll be empowered to outperform the competition and elevate your brand's reputation and credibility. For more, visit shapeconcierge.com. Once again, I'm Porter Penrose, accompanied by Charlotte Knight and Miranda Milieu, and this has been the Business Boost podcast. We're thrilled to have you as part of our community, and we eagerly anticipate connecting with you again next week for more top business-related stories. Until then, goodbye and stay inspired. Live your luxurious life.